Do you feel like your podcast growth has stalled? Like you're doing all the things that people say to do, but you're just not improving? Well, we're going to talk about that today. Welcome to Doing the Reps. This show exists for the sole purpose of allowing me to practice and improve my podcast hosting skills. I'm not sure how you ended up here, but you're welcome to stay if you'd like. This episode is recorded straight through. It's not edited or anything because my goal is to improve as a podcast host. I'm Brian Ensminger. I'm a podcaster. I'm also a podcast editor and manager at TopTierAudio.com. I've been podcasting since about 2014 and editing for others since 2016. But this show is the first time I've made space to seriously focus on improving my hosting skills. Every episode, at least at first, is going to be based on some episode templates that are available from 101 Podcasting Templates written by David Hooper. If you'd like to get access to those templates, you'll find uh, my Amazon affiliate link in the episode notes. Just know that if you do use that link to purchase those, I will get some compensation for from Amazon for those qualifying pur- uh, purchases. Now, what if I told you that there is almost always a way to fix a growth challenge with your your podcast. Would you believe me? I, I know from time to time, I've kind of struggled to wonder if that is true. Today, I'm going to share just one of the things that's held me back from time to time, how it's affected me and what I'm doing about it now in the hopes that it might be something that's useful to you. Now, of course, there could be a myriad of things that might impact you in terms of your ability to grow a show. This is just one thing, and we're going to focus on the content portion. And it's something where when it finally occurred to me, I was like, oh, duh, this is exactly what I did with college. And what is it? Well, I'll tell you that in a minute, but just a little bit of background. When I started my first show, that was the Engaging Missions show, I had (laughs) very little idea what I was doing, especially when it came to the content. For the first 50 episodes or so, I followed an episode made popular by a well-known podcaster that you've probably heard of. He did about a 25-minute show. He asked entrepreneurs questions that uh, were the same questions for every single episode. They were all about 25 minutes long. He had a session where they, or a section where they um, had kind of like a lightning round, and they like I, I followed that. It wasn't a great fit for me, but I knew that as somebody who didn't really know what I was doing, I needed some kind of framework to get started. And so I did that until I had some time to really start thinking about how I could make things my own. And that lasted for about a year or roughly 50 episodes or so. And then after that, I started thinking about ways that I could tweak the format or the formula, if you will. And I started to notice some gaps in my abilities. So as I thought about that format, I was really trying to hold to that 30-minute-ish time frame, really trying to ask the same questions. But what I found was that sometimes my guests would have a great story, and I wouldn't have time to really dig into that because I was always moving on to the next thing. So the first thing I started trying to do was to figure out how to stay on track but also allow the conversation to flow. And I kind of tiptoed my way into this over the course of probably 20 episodes or so, to the point where toward the end, uh, 275 episodes in or so, I would have a plan. It wasn't the same plan for every guest or anything, but I would have a plan and I would be able to free flow pretty 
pretty easily and follow the conversation and then get things back on track. But early on, that was a bit of a challenge. And then after I had that kind of nailed down, I started noticing that I was using a lot of the same phrases all the time, specifically in terms of when a client, a client, when a guest, wow, I've been talking about clients all day, when a guest would uh, answer a question and then I would want to affirm that guest and then kind of transition into the next question. I didn't have a real deep uh, list of words or phrases or things to use for that. It was like, yeah, that's great. Or, oh, right. Or something like that. And then some kind of transition. So then I spent a little bit of time brainstorming some potential transitions so that I could start using that. And then later I started noticing that as I was asking questions, sometimes the way I asked the questions would confuse the guest or would make the question longer. And so then I spent some time working on things like how to how to ask a good question, not just things like make sure they're open-ended and don't try to pre-answer, like, like not, not that stuff. That was all kind of like 101 material, but more like the 201 or the 301, if you think about college, in terms of what's a good way to provide some context and maybe even a little bit of personal insight so that I can kind of humanize myself to my audience where, but I'm not taking over the interview. I'm not making it about me and I'm giving the guest enough information so that they can answer the question well or tell a story well, but not so much that I'm kind of making it confusing or asking multiple questions at once. Uh, basically the kind of thing that I'm not succeeding at right now. And so I spent some time doing that, but the thing is, and this is something I didn't think about until later, I was growing, I was improving, it's wonderful, but all of this was metaphorically happening on stage. It was kind of like practicing in front of a live audience every time. And that's the bit that I was missing and the thing that I'm talking about today. And, and the reason I bring this up is because I went to school for music. I went to college to be a music teacher, never did it professionally. There's a story there for another day, but that's what I went to school for. And there was something remarkably different about how my instrumental work, I play the saxophone, how that worked when I was in college versus what I was doing on my podcast. When I was in college, I was expected to spend five to 10 hours a week, every week practicing. And I had a private lesson and some stuff like that. So there was some coaching or some mentoring going on. And I had about three weeks or three hours a week of group rehearsals and then occasionally we would have a performance. So here's here's the breakdown. And the percentages aren't accurate, but I probably spent 75 to 80% of my time in the practice room, essentially by myself, learning how to play the licks or the scales or learning the music or focusing on tone or breathing or endurance or any of the things that go into that. So I spent that time in the practice room, essentially by myself. Yes, you could hear through the walls, like all of that stuff. But that time was focused time that I was using. And then I spent probably another 15 to 20% of my time in some kind of group rehearsal. And that was an important thing, right? Because you learn the interactions, you learn to play together, all of that. But really only about 5%, and that 5% might even be a little bit generous, but let's just say 5% of my time was spent actually performing. Well, the reality is with my podcast, and this might affect you as well, I was doing the exact opposite. I was spending probably 1% to 5%, if even that, focusing on the craft, like doing stuff by myself. 
I didn't spend much, if any, time doing anything in that we would call rehearsals in terms of groups groups of people. And the rest of my time was either with a guest, performing that live with the guest, or involved in the production portion of the show. So I spent most of my time hosting and producing the show and very little of my time actually practicing. And that's what I'm trying to flip over with this show. That's why I'm doing this show. And I'd like to encourage you to maybe do the opposite. Now, as far as this show goes, this is to improve my hosting skills, to be able to deliver better content, to be better at outlining all of that stuff. I have no misgivings that this will become a great or popular show. I actually kind of hope that it doesn't, not because I don't want to get better, but because that's not the purpose of this show. But I do want to get better and better and better. And this is what I would refer to as a throwaway podcast. And my encouragement to you if you want to continue to grow and have the opportunity to improve your show, consider starting a throwaway podcast, something that you're probably not going to promote, just to put in the practice for your hosting skills. If you need some ideas for things to talk about, I would suggest that you consider the 101 podcast templates. I can't talk. The 101 podcast templates, there are that those links in the show notes, and those links are affiliate links, so I do earn a commission if you use those to purchase. And then if you need some place to upload the files so that you get the experience of publishing, like I, I do recommend that you go all the way through and actually publish them if you're comfortable doing that. You'll find links to a couple places in the episode notes as well. Uh, in my mind, this kind of thing is the per perfect use for a free media host like Anchor because there's no cost involved. And if the show goes away because the company stops supporting it, no loss to you because it was just practice. I'm actually going to use Captivate. That's the media host that I prefer. I'll have a link for them in there as well. That'll also be an affiliate link. And what I like about Captivate is that I'm able to have multiple shows on the same account without having to pay more per show. And so this show for me is essentially free because I'm already um, paying for that account. Now, if you've stuck around this long, I think you should probably go ahead and give yourself a gold sticker. So go ahead and do that. If you're looking for support in launching or producing your podcast, I'd love to talk to you. You can find me at toptieraudio.com. There's a link for that in the episode notes as well. And then just click through to the website, reach out to me on the contact page and start that conversation. I'm not going to hard sell you on anything. I'll just be glad to be able to see if there's some way that we can help you. And thanks so much for listening. Now go out there and make a great podcast.